episode 54 of All the Books, the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library. Award-winning official podcast. I forgot that part. Yeah. Sorry. I'm tired. Oh, boy. I'm Eric Mickles. I'm Nick Gunning. It's it's been a little while since we recorded. Yeah. I was on Not to our listeners. No, no. No time has passed. They won't even notice the difference. So in the meantime, we got a nice write-up in the Cuba Patriot. So thanks to our friends at Cuba. Have you read it yet? Uh, I haven't. I didn't. Oh, it's good. You should check it out. I'm going to read it right now. Yeah, it was a nice ride. Give it to me. Good picture. Share you it. You look terrible. Really? Just, no, you look good. I probably did. You look good. Every now and then I got this like ostrich elf look. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's not wow. great. I don't think I could have articulated that yeah. quite so well, but so. you're right. You're exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, today we're going to be talking page to screen. Yeah. We're going to talk about This is different than our previous page to screen. That was a page to screen preview of the year 2016. Yeah. This is sort of a, a look back. Yeah. And nobody, that was so long ago. I don't even know why you brought it up. 2016? Yeah. I think we did it like in February. No. Well, we weren't anyway. even thinking about celebrating on no, one year back no, then. No, we weren't. We weren't. It was simpler times. Yeah. Simpler well, because tomorrow's not so promised. So anyway, we're going to talk about some of our favorites and least favorites a little yeah. later on. Now, I've got a, I've got a, a, I've got one ready. You do? I've got a favorite ready. Oh, I bet. I yeah. bet our, our listeners can. Yeah. Uh, I'll the, give you. Does I'll, the Animorph TV series count as a stage? Boy, that would be the worst one. <laughs> let's not, let's not get into it let's right now. Let's not talk about it. Okay. So, hold right, on, I got boy. a button my overshirt. Yeah, it's always ahead. so warm in here after you it turn off warm. the air conditioner. I know, it picks right up. But then it just feels too casual, because I I'm just, just hanging out in an unbuttoned work shirt. No, it's fine. It's okay. still professional. Yeah. I saw some movies over the break. Well, good for you. I saw Suicide Squad, finally, yeah. which you also saw. And, I did see Suicide Squad. And you, I, you didn't really like it. I didn't really like it, no, man. No, I didn't really like it either. A- after of- I saw it, it was just kind of like, that was stupid, and so was this. Yeah. And this was stupid. Yeah. Just kind of snowball like, like wait, what happened there? What happened? Yeah. Like, it, it is it just sort of is a wash. Yeah. You know? I didn't hate it. it no, just I didn't hate it. It's definitely uh, the best uh, yes. DCU film yes. right now. If you're and, in Man of Steel. Probably or, the least dark. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> Which is crazy. And remember, this title has suicide right, in it. Right. So Honestly, I think it would have been more like, it would have been more of a contrast if the previous two hadn't been such like dark, dark things. Yeah. This might have been a nice change of pace, but yeah. instead... It was weird. Yeah. It was weird. But I also saw Pete's Dragon. I saw Pete's Dragon. I really liked that. Nice. I thought it was like, it made me feel like classic retro Disney. Yeah, I was thinking when I was going into it, I'm like, this is going to have like an 80s vibe. But it yeah. didn't. It had like, if 1950s Disney was still making movies right. today. That's exactly so, it. And yeah. maybe that's because, I mean, there was like, the peril was kind of peril, you yeah. know? The yeah. action was more like... Let's run kind of goofy for yeah. a little bit. I mean, there yeah. was like a sort of car chase yeah. that, you know. I think it was like it pulled on your heartstrings. Yeah. You oh, boy. Know, yeah. The end. You don't know what's going to happen. I can't handle you know. young boys hugging like yeah. imaginary or like yeah. big monsters. It's too much. I know. Anyway, I Whew. thought it was very good. I loved the soundtrack, too. Do you remember it at all? The I don't score really remember. Was, the score added no. so much to it. It was really good. No, because we were talking about Suicide Squad. All I could remember Oof. is every single yeah. song from Suicide yeah. Squad. Every just second you of that yeah. movie. Like, Do you remember new this song? song? New song! New song! New song! Anyway, thumbs down, Suicide Squad. Thumbs up, Pete's Dragon. Yeah. I also took my son to see Angry Birds at the cheap, Cheapy Movies. <laughs> that was a tough sit. Did he, Let me tell you what. Did, was he bored? He. It was too long. Like It hit a point where he was like, let's get out of here. Because he's these, these birds be angry. Two? He's two, yeah. And he made it through Finding Dory. He loved Finding Dory. He was pretty good with Zootopia until like the very end. Yeah, he, and he also liked Kung Fu Panda yeah. Three. Angry Birds pushed him a little bit yeah. towards the end. It wasn't very good, despite yeah. like maybe that was his problem. He's like, "Look, yeah. I'll sit through a quality film, Dad, yeah, but, but you're going to take me to crap right. like this." Yeah. And it, it has such good voices. It's yeah. like all all good funny people. Yeah. In that Keegan movie Michael just, like didn't Keel? work. Keel? Is he? Is it? Is he? I, I might have just said that. Jason Sudeikis is in it. Yeah. Anyway, that wasn't so great. Okay. But 
Sorry, man. Oh, and I also saw a uh, a uh, page to Read screen adaptation. Oh. My wife and I watched Love Story. Have you ever seen that? No. Ba- based on Eric Segal's uh, famous book. It's supposed no. to, supposedly the most romantic movie ever made. Oh. I, I didn't find that to be the oh. case. Neither one of us did. We oh, my like, gosh. This is sort of boring. This has nothing to do with books. Oh. But I, this played, is, this, uh, okay. I played this game called okay. uh, To the Moon. Yeah. And it might as well be a book because it's a four-hour, like, indie video game. Okay. So, and it's supposed to kind of be like a, a role-playing game, but it's not because there's no okay. real, like, gameplay. You're, it's just kind of an interactive movie with, like, Super Nintendo oh. graphics. Okay. <laughs> and the, the point of it is this old man is dying, and so these two people come from this uh, company, and they're able to give you... Uh, create your wish, like create memories for you. So it's kind of like a uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind thing. Oh, so they okay. have to go. He wants to have a memory of going to the moon. So they go into his mind and go throughout his life trying to figure out when he desired to go to the moon the first time. So then they can create that and everything. And it's so sad because it's just like backwards through his life about his wife and how they met and everything. And his wife had died. So it's like just all these little like moments where they met and then like. They have to start erasing her wow. in order to get to the moon. So it's like, wait, he he wouldn't want this. If, and by the and when it got to the ending, it was just wow. it was so sad. Wow. So in conclusion, I saw a bunch of movies and you played a four hour depressing video game. Yeah. Well, it was it was just <laughs> okay. sweet. My wife cried. Oh. And she she didn't really like watch the whole thing, but like the end was just too yeah. much. Yeah. Oh boy, they 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 take a corner and it's just tear jerkers yeah. all around. So. Well, let's crack the old bookmark. What have you been reading? Uh, well, I was uh, reading To the Moon okay. for four hours. Because oh, okay. it's text-based, too. Right. There's no dialogue there. <laughs> uh, let's see. I did finish some stuff. I finished... Uh, that was great. Remember when we didn't used to go, uh, so much? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Until I, I just now? No, hold on. Hold on. You want me to Hold just... on. No. Uh, I'm currently reading some stuff, but that's not what I want to tell you about. Okay. Uh, I should have had you go first. Here it is. All right, I read that book we got from the library, the best-selling albums of all time. Oh, One new nonfiction. Yeah. The Beatles made the '60s so boring. Really? Yeah, because it was like, at first, it's like, oh, here's a band, here's a band, and then it's Beatles, 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 two monkeys, the Beatles, Beatles, yeah. Beatles, Beatles. It was just, it was too much. Yeah. But sounds good to me. All right. Also, the '90s. Yeah. What was going on in the '90s? That country music was so popular. I don't know. Every other album that's the best-selling one in the 90s is either uh, Whitney Houston or some <laughs> kind of uh, country song. Okay. Especially, uh, not Sheryl Crow, the other one. Shania Twain. <laughs> Shania Twain <laughs> is huge in the 90s. Uh, well, that don't impress me much. Oh, <gasps> Shania Twain song. That's yeah, why. Thank you. That's where yeah. she got it. I read Pokemon Adventures, Volume 1. Hey. It's the first Pokemon manga in their uh, adventure series, so it's based off of the original Red and Blue games. Okay. And it's pretty good. We, uh, have, we have this series in our junior graphic novels. We have novels. so many Pokemon yeah, so uh, Check them mangas, out. and they get checked out all the time. Um, the first one, I mean, it's, I liked it better than the show, because the show always annoyed me, because I'm like, that's not how it would work in the game. <laughs> so the manga was a little bit closer to the, the okay. game. So it's fun. Pikachu's still there, but he's not like the omnipresent superstar. Okay. Uh, Bulbasaur I'm, and Poliwhirl get I'm good. actually pretty shocked that you were able to check this out. I know. It came in, and I grabbed it. I was like, I got to read this while it's <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, seriously. I read Tokyo Ghoul 5 and 6. Okay. So it's a it's a fine series. I mean, I'm just reading it now so I can, you know, stay cool with yeah, the kids. Stay like, mm-hmm. hey, kids, what's going on? You read yeah. the newest Tokyo Ghoul? And they're right. like, nah, man, we're on to something else you don't know about. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's cool. <laughs> sounds crazy. Yeah. Um, it's, this is the one about the, the world where like zombies are real, right. but they just look like people okay. and they eat people. Mm. And, uh, the main Social character, right? yeah, <laughs> the, 
the main character got zombie parts organs in him after an accident, so now he's half human, mm. half ghoul. Okay. That's the story. Wow. It's pretty gross and scary. I don't think it's my jam. Uh, no, it's not. And I finished Love May Fail by Matthew Quick. Ooh. All right. So, you know what? Okay. I read some you other like, stuff, you too. You like it all right? Uh, I gave it don't, three stars. Don't give me too much. But all just... right. I gave it three stars. Okay. I didn't like it as much as uh, Silver, oh, yeah. Silver Lining Playbook. I didn't Playbook. expect to. Um, Eric and I, I are leading a book club on, on this book coming Love up. Love May so Fail, that's yeah. Why I don't think... I think the problem with it is that the characters don't have to overcome anything. Mm. Like, they're in a bad place, and then things just happen that, like, it might seem at first, like, oh, they're going to make their situation better. But it's not really, like, things just start okay. falling so into place. Sort of, okay. I don't know. It's all, all very right. easy for them okay. at the end. And that didn't, right. I don't know if I mentioned this, but I finished Cure for the Common Universe. Oh. Did I boy, mention that, that last that you time? were like, I don't know. Yeah. I remember you agonizing over it. Well, forever. I think the problem, I think... You can see that it took me so long to yeah. read, so it's probably not that great. Yeah, it not, should be a quick read. Engaging anyway. But last thing I read was Ghostopolis by Doug uh, Tenapple. Mm. He wrote uh, Bad Island, okay. and we have a, a few of his oh, yeah. stuff. Uh, Tommy Soros Rex. It's a YA graphic novel. Yeah, it's a YA graphic novel about a boy who goes to Ghostopolis, where where ghosts live, but he goes there while he's still alive. Oh. and so some uh, like zoinks. Ghost trappers have to. Uh, Go into Ghostopolis and Michael save Michael J. Him. Fox. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is your. Have you your, seen the Frighteners? No, I haven't. Oh, it's pretty good. I'm, I'm too frightened. Is it too scary? For Frighteners? Me? You know what? I think I've only seen the second half multiple oh, times. Wow. Okay. So I think then that's the scary half because I think it's sometimes it's supposed to be a little funny. Okay. Is so. it super scary? No. Right. It's good. We could talk about it more in Halloween. Yeah. Eric's already when we watch it for Halloween, maybe that would be my Before, Halloween pick. Ghostopolis, though. That's now you're doing a book club on that. Aren't I am. You? I'm going to do a young adult uh, graphic novel book club. So the first one we did was, oh man, uh, in real life. Mm, by yes, Corey I like that. Yeah, So now yeah. we're doing uh, Ghostopolis. Okay. And then the one following that will be Anya's Ghost. Mm. So I'm sticking with Ghost. Yeah, for yeah. A while. Well, that that'll be around Halloween then. Won't yeah. It? Anya's Ghost. Cool. Yeah. So right. and then right now. Um, I wanted to have this read for the for today's podcast, but I checked out uh, "Old Man in the Sea" mm. by Ernest Hemingway. Hemingway sure, um, because I have, well, I haven't read any Ernest Hemingway. I'm an old man. Yeah, <laughs> best get back to the sea. Yeah. Now. Well, okay. So you're the old man in the sea. Correct. Then. All right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Better be going. All right. Back to the sea. To the sea. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no. Um. So I meant to read that, and I left it here at the library. Uh, it's only like 90 pages. I could have had it done in an hour. Oh, you could have done it. You could have so, banged that right out. I've never read any of it, any Hemingway, but I want to because I liked his character in uh, Midnight, Midnight in Paris. Paris. Sure. So, yeah. Not played by Owen Wilson. No. That would have been something else. Yeah. That yeah. Oh, that wow. Oh, I'm geez, in the sea. Old, oh, there's the an old sea. man. There's the a sun. Come on. It's so beautiful. Wow. It's, it's a play on the aging yeah, I'd process. Like, I'd like to read A Farewell to Arms. That's been on my shelf for a while. I haven't gotten to By it. Owen Wilson? No, it's Ernest oh, Hemingway. Well, bye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you later, Arms. Thanks for stopping. All right. <laughs> I was getting a little high pitch. It was sort of, it's kind of a Smurf quality. It was becoming uh, a little Rachel from Friends. Yeah, that's true. I realized there's a fine <laughs> yeah. line between Rachel yeah, from Friends and Owen true. Wilson. Oh, hey, oh wow. Hey. Oh, Ross. Yeah. Which one was I doing? Was I that know. Owen Wilson know. on Friends? Either one. Rachel. Right. So is that it, bookmark-wise? Yeah, I'm okay. still reading uh, What's a Dog For? Yeah, I don't have the heart. Oh, my gosh. There's a movie coming out. Uh-huh. I, haven't, I didn't watch the preview, but I read the description. Yeah. It's about a dog that is constantly reincarnated. To live with different families as different dogs, uh-huh. and so like it's just a constant reminder of the worst part of owning a dog <sighs> that it dies before every human owner. Geek. So like, and no I thanks. saw it. The first one is like a beagle. Then there's like a corgi. I'm sure it's gonna be a uh, 
St. Bernard at one oh, point. Yeah. Just the, you know. I can't. I'm I can't only here that. for you for five years. I then I die tragically. Nope. It's disgusting. It is, yeah. I, so, no, I can't handle stuff like that. I've yeah. still not seen Marley and Me. I haven't seen Marley and Me. You know what we should watch together? What? Hachi. The one oh, about the dog that just... Richard Gere. With Richard Gere. Yeah. Who, the dog just sits there for 12 years waiting for his owner to come back. No, I'll never There's watch. a statue of him. I will never watch in, that. It's in Japan. I'll never watch it. Okay. I'm still, I'm still traumatized. <laughs> You'll be here eventually. By Futurama. I can yeah. handle it. All right, so here's what I've been reading. I finished right. a few things. I finished Life with George by Irene Campen, which I was reading before. Yeah. Basis for the Lucy Show. Pretty good. Pretty good. I read Europe Without George first. I like that one better, but this was what all right. What is this series? Like, why did you get into the series? Because I, I love the Lucy show, and in right. the credits, it's always, like, based on Life Without George. Oh, by okay. Campbell. And so then I was like, oh, I should look that up, and it's really hard to find. Like, oh. You can't get it anywhere you So they're online. funny, or? Yeah, they're funny. Okay. It's like, it's like essays. You know, each one is like, uh, in the Lucy show, Lucy's character is widowed. In this, they're just, she's just divorced, right. lives with her friend who's also how many, divorced. Uh, how many books? Uh, well, she writes several, but without George, books mm-hmm. are just the first two. Okay. And then she has she goes back to college later in life and writes one about that. So she's most a nonfiction essayist, Irene Campen. Okay. So um, anyway, those were both good. I read the I came across like a midquel for Pete's Dragon called Pete's Dragon: The Lost Years. Oh. We were in Barnes and Noble and I picked it up and just yeah. started reading it while my son was playing with the trains, <laughs> and I bought it. And okay. I read it all. For your son? No, for me. I oh. liked it. It's like a YA. Okay. It's like a YA book. Oh. Know, it's a nice thick. Um, well, I mean, uh, if it's Peace Dragon, it's probably a little lower than he. Well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> we, would, we would probably classify it as a J. But it just sort of talks about the time in between where yeah. he was just him and Elliot chilling out. Yeah. Uh, I read some graphics, Legacy, uh, Legacy, The Last Will and Testament of Hal Jordan. Stupid. All right. Was not good. Okay. Uh, I read The Green Hornet, Volume 5. Yeah, that's Green Very Hornet good. series in you. It bounced back. The last couple of ones were like, Meh. this one sort of re- rebooted things. and Not rebooted, but it sort of jump-started the plot, and it was good. So, so you're so, saying it kind of Seth rogan the series. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So we've got that in the collection as Ooh. well. Finally, I finished the novelization of Suicide Squad. By Marv Wolfman. Good, yeah. Did so, you read the Batman v Superman novelization? There isn't one. There isn't? No. So they skipped that one, because yeah. you read the Man of Steel one. I did read the Man of Steel. And the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. boy. I love a good novelization. I feel like it's a like a dying art. It is, it is. And I think that's too bad, because yeah. it was one of the things like really early on that inspired me to read, because I would see a movie, and I would be like, man, I love that, and I'd want to like, go yeah. out and like read kid. that. I remember the Jumanji novelization. Uh uh, Star Trek Generations. Those are when I was like, you know, uh, I don't think I read the Jumanji one. Oh, it was good. All right, <laughs> but I mean, I love those, and they really yeah. they encourage me to read. So I like yeah. I like when they come out. They did not novelize. Um, oh, Star Trek Beyond. Every other Star Trek movie has one, but they didn't. That's do crazy. Beyond. Peter David's busy. I know, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, and they didn't do, they didn't do, yeah, like you said, Batman v Superman. Yeah. So they're jumping around. So I just happened to see this and I picked it up and I read it and I thought that it was actually, it did a pretty good job of, of making it seem like an actual story hmm. and not just like cut scenes. Okay. You know? It smoothed it out. It added a little bit more subplot. It made the characters have a little bit more than just like, yeah. I do this one thing. I do this one thing. So it was a fun, quick, good read. I think you should get it for the YA section. Because kids are going bananas for the, uh, the Suicide Squad. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Suicide Squad comics are better. <laughs> okay, based on I mean, nothing. Maybe. I don't just... think we have many like movie novelizations over there. No. Every now many. and then we get some. Not many, but the way that like teens seem to be in particular gravitating yeah. towards it. I to be fair, be yeah, the um, 
the Star Wars yeah. Force Awakens novelization. We right. have one of those in the young adults, and that one does actually yeah. check out, which is I thought is kind of funny because I yeah. didn't think kids were gonna be like, "Oh, Force Awakens, yeah. I want to read it." Mm-hmm. So, I would recommend Suicide Squad for the collection. So anyway, I finished those. Uh, currently reading Love May Fail by Matthew Quick. Yeah. And my wife and I are reading this one together. We read... Um, Gross. <laughs> we read Silver Linings Playbook together, so we mm-hmm. started this one together too. About 100 pages in. I like it so far. You know what? You're, you're reading that together, and I've talked about how I have a hard time reading anything with anybody, yeah. or even sharing how I feel about yes, books. Yes, I remember, yeah. And I had also dawned on me... I look up reviews like crazy for movies or yeah. video games or music, yeah. but I never look up book reviews. That's probably for the best. Yeah? I think so. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I tend to avoid them. I just, it's just weird because I want to know what everybody thinks about a movie, but I just don't care when it comes to books. You know, you know what I tend to do if I'm reading a book and I'm hating it? Yeah. Then I go and look at reviews and I try to find reviews that I'm like, yes, that's exactly the problem. Yeah. That's about the What if they're all like, really this book it. is great. If you don't like it, you're well, a then, dummy. Then it does sort of encourage me to, to keep oh, going. You know? All right. But did you have to read any reviews for Suicide Squad or did it grip you right away? <laughs> it's a novel. It's a novelization. You yeah. Know? I heard the, like, um, you know, the. Well, the Suicide Squad movie apparently got so chopped up in the editing room by yeah. different people yeah. that um, certain stuff is more fleshed. I know the Joker Harley stuff is supposed to be more fleshed out. Yeah, it's a little bit better. They actually they do some stuff with Harley and Deadshot, which I think would have really like hmm. helped the movie right. had it been in there. Man, a few things. Were a lot the of help because <laughs> there was the some. Um, well, some of the cameos weren't there. Really? Uh, yeah, I was sort of. So those must have come in later. Okay. I don't want to spoil it in case anybody hasn't seen it. Yeah. So anyway, I'm reading Love May Fail. We're enjoying that one so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, for graphics, I'm reading Hydra Ascendant, Ascendant, which is a new, all new Captain America, uh, Sam Wilson Captain America Sam Wilson. graphic, which Captain we have America. that in the collection. And then I'm reading uh, Underground Railroad by Colson Whitehead. Is that the new one? Yeah, yeah. It's all the rage at the moment. It is. I don't want to spoil it, but yeah. I will say it's still on the New York Times bestseller okay. list. Yeah, well, it week. seems like it, it came it came along sort of quietly, and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah. so I picked up a copy, um, just flipping through it. And so it you picked me. up you picked up that that, and I read the girls because it was on there. Do you yeah. think being on the New York Times bestsellers list also then helps? Like, do, are you ever affected by the bestsellers list? Do you oh, look yeah. at me like, really? Yeah, I like to know. The Girls was the first time. I guess maybe Girl on a Train okay. was also one that I was yeah. like, what is going on with this? So, like, maybe. But normally, I don't think it does. But now that we read it every week, I'm like, oh, maybe I yeah. will check that out. Actually, the um, what really did it for me for Underground Railroad was Twitter. I kept seeing really? different, different authors, different people uh, hmm. posting about it. And I thought, geez, I guess I should check this Authors out. Authors so. that I follow when they tweet a book, it definitely yeah. causes me to respond a little bit more yeah. than it's just funny. like... That's a funny thing, and I think that's one of the primary differences between Twitter and Facebook, mm-hmm. because I would never, that would never occur to me it's on true. Facebook to be like, oh, look at that. You know, yeah. But on Twitter, it's like you get a little one line from, say, Stephen yeah. King or Joyce Carol Oates or yeah. whoever about like, man, this book is so good. Yeah. And I think like, hmm, well. Yeah. So back that, to, that's uh, really what, what put... Back to Ronald Reagan calling, uh, yeah. what was it? Hunt for Red October, oh, yeah. uh, darn good yarn or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, JFK yeah. and James Bond, same thing. Yeah, he okay, loved his that. James Bond. Yeah, Reagan also quoted Back to the Future, if you'll recall. Where we're going, we don't need roads. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he, did. he did. Anyway, so that's me. I, I got a few other stuff. I got sort of a stack of things I want to get through. We're starting Girl on a Train for the next book club. Sure. So I, I've got a. Uh, you're, you're a step ahead of me on that because you've already read yeah, it. Yeah, I've read so Girl on a Train. I got to do that. Uh, anyway, that's that's it for my bookmark. All right. So before we move on to our next segment, though, I want to take a minute to thank uh, a group of students who came from Alfred State last week. 
Yeah. Uh, for community action days, we had. Were you here when this happened? Did you I see, was here, did but I was off doing something else. Oh, okay. So then I saw the pictures. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had a great bunch of students come. Really helped us with some project we've yeah. been doing. Uh, Nikki Gordon, real go getters. Yeah. Nikki, our circulation operation manager, took them around, told them a little bit about the library. Yeah. Uh, they worked in the stacks for a while. It was a great help to us, and really, we want to thank Alfred State yeah. for this program in general. We want to thank the students in particular for coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we enjoyed it, and we yeah. hope that they get library cards and come hang out with us. Yeah. Remember, you anyone in the area. hang out with us? Yeah, any, anyone in the area, any of the colleges around Houghton or, or St. Bonds or either of the Alfreds or whatever, you can get library cards here. Yeah. So come get library cards. Yeah. We've got graphic novels. we got movies. we got everything you want. <laughs> anyway, thanks, thanks, gang from Alfred State Community Action Days. Yeah, they're not really a gang. They're not a gang. No, the Alfred no, a group. The they're Alfred group. New York gang. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, no yeah. problem, Daddy O. Call us anytime you need some help. All right, you're uh, under our protection class, now. Classic Alfred, what you're doing there. <laughs> yeah. that's, uh, that's so great. All right, bunch of greasers uh, in that. <laughs> so we push it on to book news. Yeah, let's go to book news. All right. Well, why don't you start and bogart the mic for a while? Nick I shall. Gunning. No, I'm kidding. All right. That's so funny. coming out, these are these are advanced notices. So yeah. you don't have to rush to your stores right now. Yeah, but, but it would uh, help. Yeah, you would definitely get it them would. first. Coming uh, sooner or later. Sooner than later. I'm gonna hit some of the uh, James Patterson book shots. Oh, jeez, James. Eric's gonna freak out if no. I if I do this. But uh, missing a private novel. Okay. the next book shot. Uh, well, I, actually, there's so many coming out. This is one we haven't mentioned before, though. <laughs> Missing a private novel okay. uh, coming out October 4th. So if you're following the book shots, I mean, first of all, let us know. Because we're getting the book shots, and they're, like, dirt cheap. But I want to know if people like them, if they yeah. want us to get them, or if they're like, man, I'll just wait for a novel. You know, I never really read, like, novellas and stuff. But yeah. I've gotten some of them for the teen section yeah. like YA novellas for certain series and yeah. they do check out really so I wonder if like I don't know what the difference is if the adults like maybe adults check out more yeah I guess I could see them being much more popular as ebooks mm. you know yeah. downloading them really quickly they're I, I don't, they're just strange it's just a strange little yeah. thing but if you're liking the bookshop it's the future let us know we'll keep at it yeah right now we're just taking a, a wait and see approach to them and, and getting them so we yeah. have them but uh, Classic oh. library right I there. Know, Wait and see. All right, so I'll October. get there when I get there. <laughs> Coming October 25 from R.A. Salvador. Have you read R.A. Salvador at all? Sci-fi yes. He, he's, okay. Oh, beside? No, no. I said he's a yeah, sci-fi. Yeah, he's written um, the uh, Dungeons and Dragons series, the Dritz. Oh, okay. The Dritz one. Right. I read uh, He novelized at least one Star Wars movie, too. I think it he's was Phantom Menace. written a maybe? few Star Wars books, I okay. think. Anyway, uh, his homecoming series, Book Three Hero, is coming out October 25th. I think he did Attack on the Clones as well. Did he? That sounds right. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, Terry Brooks did one. I think Terry Brooks might have done Attack on the Clones. Oh, jeez. You can you can you can search while I'm uh, talking. Mm-hmm. Okay. All Thank, right. Thanks for literally nothing. All right. So Hero, which is Homecoming Book Three from R.I. Salvador, coming out October 25th. No description yet, so I can't give yeah. you much on that. He has a loyal following. Oh, like, he does. Those, I mean, Most he, definitely. He just put his name on anything. Yeah. <laughs> That's James Patterson's mind. <laughs> That's true. Well, to be fair, it's not uh, R.A. Salvador with no, no, anybody. Just, just him. Peter David and R.A. Salvador. Oh. Though, if the two of them did get together. That's a a marriage made in heaven. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be popular. John Sanford is maybe, maybe Beldacci takes it, but Mm -hmm. John Sanford is among our very, very most popular authors. And when his son gets involved, forget about it. I don't get Sanford and son. (laughs) (laughs) You are welcome, listeners. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We walked right into that. Uh, (laughs) Usually, classic TV references are my thing, but yeah, well, I like like to. Well, you were gone for a week. Yeah, it's true. So, you are on a little vacay. Yeah. 
why'd you take my desk out of my office? That's yeah, I just, pretty rude. I didn't like it there anymore. Just had it up on cinder blocks, all the drawers <laughs> out. Uh, John Sanford coming out with a new Virgil Flowers novel, October eighteenth, twenty sixteen. Virgil Flowers. Virgil Flowers is one of his series. Oh, man. Uh, what's the uh, Lucas Davenport is the primary okay. series. Those are the Prey books, Hidden yeah. Prey, Silk and Prey. Yeah. I eat Prey Love. Uh, no. <laughs> Not really. Uh, those are his. Those are his. That, that's his primary thing. Virgil Flowers is set in that world. I think Lucas is actually his. So boss. what's what's Sanford's thing? Because like Baldacci's is the political. Is that right, or is it the lawyer? I would say probably political a little okay. bit more than lawyer. Like some people, Sanford. Uh, well, the um, the the Davenport ones are, are serial killer things, ah. sort of psychological serial killers. Uh, Virgil Flowers. I don't know what uh, what the specific. I mean, yeah. they're thrillers. I feel like all um, these thriller writers were like these super profitable professions before yeah. they became a writer, yeah. and then they just went through the roof with that. Yeah. Like I used to be a real life taxi driver. I do. But now I write a series about a taxi driver solving crimes because he's in a taxi and he's. Oh my gosh, I'm writing this myself I know, right it's now. Great. It's of course much. he would. He knows the city so well. Yeah. He sees people coming and going, suspicious yeah. people. Yeah. People just vent to him because they think they're never gonna see him again. And it's when he needs an alibi, he just picks up a fare. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. It's great. He just changes the clock yeah. subtly. So they're like, no, I was in the cab at yeah. seven. Pure genius. I used to be. Yeah. He, he lost his badge. Of course. He used to be a cop, but yeah. he lost his badge. Right. Now he's doing taxi, but he yeah. can't quit it. No, he can't. <gasps> yep. What would you call that? NYPD yellow? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Escape clause. Uh, not the sequel to the Santa Claus starring Tim <laughs> Allen, as you That's might have the thought. But second one, yeah, it is. All right, uh, John Sanford Escape Clause. So I, I've, I've read one Virgil Flowers novel. I read uh, the previous one, Deadline, mm-hmm. and I liked it. I thought it was pretty yeah. good. So this is the follow-up to Deadline. Uh, wherever you hear the sky rumble, that usually means a storm. It's true. Yeah, he's, he's right. <laughs> In Virgil Flowers' case, make that two the exceptional new thriller from the writer whose make books that- are quote. Pure reading pleasure. That's according to Make Bookless. what two? Both two, sound two, of two storms. Two storms. Oh. <laughs> the first storm comes from, of all places, the Minnesota Zoo. Two large and very rare Amur tigers have vanished from their cage, and no. authorities are worried sick they've been stolen yeah. for their body parts. Ugh. Traditional Chinese medicine prizes those parts for home remedies, and people will do extreme things to get what they need. Even tiger testicles are like high on the black market really yeah i guess i've never looked to yeah purchase, i, I but... no matter where i look i can't find any though. really yeah it's crazy you... what nothing no i'm just some of them are a great deal more extreme than others as virgil is about to find out then there's the home front virgil's relationship with his girlfriend frankie has been getting kind of serious oh, but boy. when frankie's sister sparkle moves in for the summer <laughs> The situation gets a lot more complicated. Sparkle flowers? For one thing, her research into migrant workers is about to bring her up against some very violent people who empathetically do not, who, who emphatically do not want to be, <laughs> that would be much hey, different. you're right. This is a problem. <laughs> do not want to be researched. For another, she thinks Virgil's kind of cute. Uh-oh. You mess around with Virgil, Frankie, to, oh. You mess around with Sparkle, Frankie told Virgil. You could get yourself stabbed. Wait, she, so which one's She Frankie? carries a knife? No, but I do. Forget a storm. This one's a tornado. Wow, wow, wow. All right, that was not a good synopsis. <laughs> made it sound silly. I got pretty lost in there, uh, yeah. Speaking of silly, Nicholas Sparks has written oh. a sequel to The Notebook. Whoa. The Wedding, or The Notebook 2. I thought this was already a series. I don't know, man. This must be a reprint, because The Wedding is a Nicholas Sparks book. Oh, no, I looked up the wrong one. I'm sorry. Oh, You're right. Okay. The wedding is an old one. Yeah. Uh, what the new one here is actually called Two by Two by <laughs> Nicholas Sparks. Okay, is this a sequel to The Wedding? I don't know. See, when I searched Two by Two, it pulled up The Wedding. So maybe. Huh. 
Maybe it's like a mystery book. Maybe. Yeah. No, Nicholas Sparks isn't writing a mystery no, series. No, I know, but uh, okay. No, no, no. I found it. I'm sorry. So The Wedding is book two. We do have that in the collection, so yeah. please enjoy. Uh, two by two, Nicholas Sparks. At 32, Russell Green has it all. A stunning wife, a lovable six-year-old daughter, a successful career as an advertising executive, sure. and an expansive home in Charlotte. He's living the dream, and his marriage to the bewitching Vivian is the center of that. But underneath the shiny surface of this perfect existence, fault lines are beginning to appear. Mm -hmm. And no one is more surprised than Russ when he finds every aspect of the life he took for granted turned upside down. In a matter of months, Russ finds himself without a job or wife, caring for his young daughter while struggling to adapt to a new and baffling reality. Throwing himself into the wilderness of single parenting, Russ embarks on a journey at once terrifying... And rewarding. (laughs) One that will test his abilities and his emotional resources beyond anything he ever imagined. You know, so that's October fourth. Sexism in work, because I'm kind of an idiot. Yeah. But like it seems like people just kind of like, oh, she's a single mom, whatever. Like all moms are single moms. But like I feel like if you're a single dad, everybody's like, Oh man, look at him. Yeah. He's being a single dad. You're right. Like, you know what? That's true. It's hard for both. Yeah. It's All a right. double standard. I guess yeah. you're saying it's a double standard. So, so single moms, single dads, I salute you both. Yeah. But neither get a bigger salute than the, okay. other, uh, the right. other one. Yeah, absolutely. Unless maybe like one single mom has like two kids. Right. And a single dad Versus has one just kid. The one. Right. Yeah. But then the two kids can play together. Oh, man. But the bills are more. Oh, no. <laughs> so in conclusion, but the single child parents support of mankind are great. Yeah. The Wedding is a sequel to The Notebook, which came out years ago. And Two by Two is a brand new book yeah. by Nicholas Sparks coming out October 4th. Yeah. Uh, finally, from standard print, we have Sex, Lies, and Serious Money, Stone Barrington, number 39, by Stuart Woods. Stone Barrington takes on a client who gives him a run for his money in the newest heart-stopping thriller from the number one New York Times bestselling author. Yeah. Fresh off the runway at Teneboro, Stone Barrington arrives home to find an unexpected new client on his doorstep, anxiously soliciting his help. But everything is not as it seems when the client reveals the true nature and value of his recent turn of fortune. From luxury New York high-rises to the sprawling New Mexico desert, his client is pursued from all angles, and Stone quickly learns that easy money isn't always so easy. Hmm. Stone Barrington number 39. Wow. Coming out uh, October 25th. So Barrington is going to be going to our funerals. He is. Yeah, he will be. Man, they died so young, he'll say. (laughs) They'll be like Stone. They were in their 80s. I've read quite a few Stone Barrington books, but I am definitely, definitely not up to 39. I think I've read five or six of them. Do you think anybody ever calls, says to Stone Barrington that he has a heart of stone, Barrington? Probably. Yeah, probably so. (laughs) Yeah. It is a fun series. It's uh, You know just what to expect. It's it's light. It's fun. I've heard people say that quality has dropped off a little bit. Some of Mm. the patrons uh, who are regular Stone Barrington readers have kind of... A while. How much more inspiration do you have? So I don't know that... Uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but I still enjoy the books. I feel like by 39... What is... He's a what? Private Eye? Uh, no, he was a cop, and then he quit and became a lawyer. Okay. After he became a taxi driver. Yeah. Like, by, like, book 12, it'd be like, all right, now he's in the jungle. Yeah. Now he's a jungle explorer. <laughs> right. All right, now he's he's in Antarctica. He well, just found out Cthulhu's real. You're describing the Tarzan series, basically. <laughs> Each true. one, he's yeah. like, this time, Tarzan's a periodontist. <laughs> what? All right, large print, coming out in large print, easy pickings. It's, mm-hmm. it's pickings. But I, I think it's really meant to be pronounced pickings. Okay. Easy pickings, <laughs> a novel by Richard Wheeler. A widow must defend herself and her property from greedy townsfolk and easy pickings. A new tale from renowned master of the Western novel, Richard S. Wheeler. Hmm. Not read Richard S. Wheeler? Yeah. I'm sure he's a renowned master of the genre. He means nothing to me. Yeah. Finally, Grace Sees Red. Grace Under Fire? 
Oh, with Brett Butler? Yeah. Old school. I haven't seen that in forever. I think it's now on reruns on the Laugh Network. Oh. Grace Sees Red, Manor House Mystery Number 7 by Julie Hizzy. <laughs> Do you think she's in the Hizzy? Yes. Okay. I think she has to be. New York Times bestselling author of Manor House Mysteries and the White House Chef Mysteries is back with another nail-biting murder mystery for curator Grace Wheaton. So this is Murder Mystery, Manor House Mystery Number 7, coming out in large print. So large print fans, look out for that. Eric, what do we have coming out this very week? This very week? Yeah. That's August 30th. It's the last, uh, <laughs> last time you'll be able to get new books August 2016. Yeah, never again. August you'll ever have. Yeah. Too late now to... What? Oh, I mean, last August of 2016. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sorry. That was chilling for a <laughs> okay. there. I really didn't know. All right. So, yes. These Ooh. are the new books coming out this week. August I'll 30th. be alive next August, right? I mean... I don't have to worry about it. I can't promise you that. But you, Okay. But that's just a... So, it's a promise. Uh, <laughs> okay. Sorry. Go on. All right. Girl in Pieces by Kathleen Glasgow. She sounds familiar, but I looked her up, and I think this is her first book. Do you I'm recognize of, that name? Uh, are you thinking of Kathleen Grissom? Her old no. kitchen house and the... No, nope. right. anyway, Girl oh, in Pieces. Okay. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. This is uh, for fans of Girl. I thought it was going to say Girl on a Train. No. This, for fans of Girl Interrupted. Wow. So. And <laughs> all the bright that? That's, that's an old, old movie. Girl Interrupted? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We've got The Emerald Lie, a Jack Taylor novel by Ken Brown. Do you know uh, no, Jack Taylor? Did not they call him the godfather of the modern Irish crime novel. Huh. So... Emerald Lie. Does he have a lot of competition? I don't know. I don't know what that market's like. <laughs> the Jealous Kind by James Lee Burke. You've read some James Lee Burke. Yeah. All right. Well, this is a atmospheric coming-of-age story set in 1952 Texas as okay. the Korean War rages. James Lee Burke's another one who has a very loyal fan base. Does he write a lot? I feel like he uh, I, he, he had several series going at once for a while there, but I think he's sort of slowed down a little bit. Okay. Dave... Robichaud, I believe. All right. Do you know who Tom Wolfe is? Yeah. I don't. Uh, Fiction and nonfiction. All right. Well, he has a new book out, The Kingdom of Speech by Tom Wolfe. Okay. They call him the uh, maestro storyteller and reporter provocatively argues that we think we know about speech and human evolution is wrong. Hmm. Okay. So nonfiction this time. Yeah. I guess so. Uh, Let's see. A Great Reckoning, a novel, Chief Inspector... Gamash novel oh, by Louise, Louise Penny. Penny. Yeah, all these like book series are just like this person it means nothing to me. <laughs> so Louise Penny's very popular. Yes, we were originally going to do a Louise Penny this year for a book club, but I bumped it for McCall Smith. So oh. she's still on. She's still on for next year. All right, um, all right. The great and powerful uh, Danielle Steele has a new book, <laughs> Rushing Waters. Wow. So she fearlessly tackles a catastrophe yeah. and its aftermath with characters who are joined together by accident that share their vulnerabilities, regrets, losses, and hopes. Hurricane Ophelia is mm. bearing down on New York City. And in a matter of hours, six people, along with their families, friends, and millions of other New York living around them, will be caught up in a horrific flooding in Unleashes. Okay. Ophelia is a, uh, the band song, I think. Oh, okay. And they're like, Ophelia. Sorry. That's all right. I don't know. When I, are we going to do a Daniel Steele spotlight? Oh, boy. I don't know. As soon as she mandates it. <laughs> yes, yeah, she can. All now. the books. You she shall the spotlight the great and powerful Danielle. Danielle no. You shall. Yeah. Uh, hey, we got a cookbook for the geek hey. lover out there. Hey, oh. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, uh, uh, cookbook. <laughs> is that um, who's Tony Danza? Yeah, I Tony think. Danza. Yeah. Angela. <laughs> Here's a cookbook. <laughs> All right. But he would need the cookbook, right? Because he's kind of like the. He doesn't need it. 
Oh, you just, no, he just knows. Okay. Yeah. Just a dash of this. Hey. <laughs> there you go. Okay. All way. Uh, Doctor Who, the official cookbook. 40 wibbly wobbly timey wimey recipes. Oh, boy. It's going to be some outlandish and overrated food. Yeah. Joanna Farrow is writing this one. Have your Doctor Who and eat it too with this out of this world cookbook featuring fun, imaginative recipes for the whole family based on the widely popular BBC series Doctor Who. The perfect addition to every Doctor Who fan's shelf. Doctor Who, the official cookbook, <laughs> features a cornucopia of delicious, easy-to-make recipes. Wow. From the simple to the showstoppers, hey. with an exciting Whovian twist. Hey. Enjoy the Doctor Who's own favorite yeah. fish fingers and custard. Yeah. Share some Cyberman pie with friends. Treat <laughs> some, the family to Cassandra pizza. Some delicious gallifried chicken. <laughs> or indulge your sweet tooth with a supreme dollar cake. Uh, ah, those weren't even good puns. No. That's sad. Man... If I yeah. liked Doctor Who, my life would be so much easier. Yeah, it would be. So yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah. There it's, is a Star Trek Voyager Neelix's cookbook. If you want to go okay. old school, you want to. Can I say that. it's hard being a geek and not liking Doctor Who? Preach. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got some YA here. Okay. Uh, yeah. A, what was that? Yeah. YA. Okay. A uh, spells yeah. That's true. Yeah. It's an abbreviation though. Yeah. I should say Y dot A dot. Yeah. We got some Y.A. dot here. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a printer from the 80s. <laughs> yes. A Torch Against the Night by Saba Tahir. This is a sequel to An Ember and Ashes. An Ember and Ashes was a pretty big book last year. Well, we'll see if this one can live up to its predecessor. Yes, Nick. <laughs> we will. Oh, you turned into like a James Bond villain there. Thank you. Very well. <laughs> well, I guess we shall see. Hey, remember how we talked about how... We were. Do you remember last year? We were so surprised that Captain Underpants only had like twelve books out, yeah. and we thought that it was going to be like fifty. Yeah. Well, the reason why he only has twelve books out is he's writing a new series. Oh. Book one, ah. Dogman, from the what? creator of Captain Underpants, is Dogman. Pass. George and Harold have created a new hero who digs his into deception, claws after crooks, and rolls over robbers. When Greg the police dog and his cop companion are injured on the job, a life-saving surgery changes the course of history, and Dogman is born. With the head of a dog and the body of a human. Oh my gosh. The heroic town has a real nose for justice. Oh my gosh. Is this just scruff and gruff? <laughs> but can you resist the call of the wild to answer the call of duty? Oh boy. That is terrifying. Yeah. Now, it really is just a dog's head on a human body. Yeah. So. Okay. He still does like all the dog things. Just, yeah. So he's still like, you know, peeing on fire hydrants and yeah. uh, chasing hey, cats. Speaking of bad Man. ideas for stories, <laughs> are you going to go see Kevin Smith's Yoga Hosers, the new movie with me? Uh, Come on. Uh, Come on. There's, there's Come some on. of the worst reviews I've ever seen, man. Really? Yeah. Wow. Sorry. All right. I'll maybe. find somebody. Maybe we should just wait till it's on DVD. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Right. Uh, one more. This is more of a juvenile book, but this series is is the series for kids right now. The series, folks. The series. Moms, I, get your pencils. Dance I too. survived. Oh, yeah. The I survived series. Yeah. This one is The Eruption of Mount St. Helen, 1980. Good job. So, now that was no uh, Dante's Peak. No. What was that? Wait, did I say the P right one? Pierce Brosnan? Yes, Dante's Peak. Yeah. Now, this is no Dante's Peak, yeah. obviously. <laughs> Linda Hamilton. <laughs> Man, that movie was scary as a kid. I, I didn't want to it. watch that one. I haven't seen it. People just it. melting from Too, the acid no, and lava. I'm um, Yes. I think, oh, that one. Remember that one, uh, Daylight with Sylvester Stallone? Ooh, that was brutal. No, what was that? Okay. What disaster I was going it on was there? Some, some eruption thing happened, oh. and people were trapped in like a subway. Oh, boy. He had to like go down and get them out. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal. All right. We're going to get you out. Yeah. All right? That's, <laughs> in the subway. Yeah. That's funny because he played an ant 
in the movie Ants. You've seen he, the movie Ants? Yeah, he plays one of the ants. You've seen the movie Ants? Multiple times. Wow. It's so funny. Wow. Well, okay. it was when I was a kid. Sure. It's Woody so, Allen. Woody Allen, Jennifer Lopez, yeah. uh, Gene Hackman. Wow. That came out like the same time as... Uh, Bugs Life. Bugs Life. Yeah, it was yeah. one of so. Crazy. I probably watched Ants more than I watched Bugs Life. Really? Yeah, but Bugs Life is definitely the superior film. Well, let's but go no, watch we, Ants. We got to do it back to back. Yeah, that's true. So, but seriously though. The I Survived book series, like, kids are, like... Oh, I know. They yeah. run in to see if, like, certain ones are here. Yeah. This is only book 14, but it's crazy. Long I was on the kids' desk this morning, and we had a stack returned and a stack going Yeah. Off. I think I would have liked that series, too, as a kid. I oh, mean, yeah. Kids survive. They're all about kids surviving, yeah. you know, just these things. The Titanic, yeah. the, uh... Yeah. Something else happened. Sure. Chicago yeah. Fire, that's yeah. one. So... Mm-hmm. All right, man. Something else. <laughs> the Titanic and other things that are bad. Man, when I was a kid, do you remember when Titanic came out? Like, you couldn't read enough about the Titanic. Yeah. But maybe you were older than me, so maybe I you was could. Older, yeah. Did you read anything when the Titanic came out? I like, I, I'm always liked any kind of shipwrecks. I'm always yeah. interested in They're that. always so, de- they're like the most depressing. It's true. Of all that stuff. Like, yeah. a volcano goes out, it's like action packed. Yeah. An earthquake, like, get out of there. Yeah. But a shipwreck is just a slow, depressing, like, well, Bobby drowned now. Yeah. Let's see yeah. who's next. Yeah. Oh, if it was Chris. <laughs> Meanwhile, the band is like, oh, and the Saints. <laughs> Jeez. It's <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> That might not be the right song to be playing. I, well, okay. I, you can't. <laughs> All right. Do you want to go over the uh, New York Times bestsellers list? Yeah, I'm excited. For best-selling hardcover fiction of the week? Do I? Who was that? Just me. Was that an impression? No, it was just me. Um, hey, The Girls Went Down. It's not on the list anymore. Hmm. Um, it's on number 11 now. Oh, boy. So maybe it's time is oh, done. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> I think it will be back up there. Me too. Uh, number 10, The Black Widow by Daniel... Silva. Good job. I can't wait till this isn't on the list anymore. Yeah. I can just go back to it calling scares, him Danielle Silva. scares a little guy. All right, it does. Number nine, All the Light We Cannot See by Anthony Dewar. Uh-huh. Anthony can do or no wrong on the New York Times bestsellers yeah. list. Mm-hmm. Did I already do that bit? I've done it many times. All right. But... Insidious by Catherine Coulter, number okay. eight. So that one doesn't have too much staying power, but it's actually doing pretty well on the other one, too. I think ebook-wise, it's okay. number one right now. Nice. So, And you said you don't think Catherine Coulter is like this big author. Well, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Well, Insidious has proven you're wrong. I haven't heard a lot of buzz recently, but number I think she has sort of a delay between publications. So. Okay. Number seven, Bullseye Whoa. by James Patterson and Ooh. Michael Ludwig. Yes. Number six, Damaged by Lisa Scottoline. Mm-hmm. This is new. Uh, it's the 15th Rosetta and Denuzio novel. Okay. Mary Denuzio defends the dyslexic fifth grader accused of attacking a school aide. Well, why is the fact that he's dyslexic have to be included there? I don't know. Like, he couldn't have attacked that school aide. He's dyslexic. <laughs> That's going to be the big twist yeah. at the end. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. He would have thought. Anyway, number five. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> <laughs> number five, Truly Madly Guilty by Larry, uh, Lane Moriarty. Mm-hmm. Starring Hugh Grant. Yeah. It, yes. <laughs> what was that? Oh, you, you did that last week. Yeah. Like, Truly Madly <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> um, number four. The Woman in Cabin 10. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I'm pretty sure I just uh, heard no, a body. Just the Sir, water, please. man. Please. Listen, listen. Take me I'm seriously. listening to it too. Right, let's and all it's the listen. water. All right. That was the no, ocean. That was the body. That, no. that was the second body. <laughs> okay. I just came from Cabin 10. I'm a travel writer. <laughs> please, so I know the ma'am, sound of splashing ma'am, bodies. Please accept You're your room. crazy. I'm. <laughs> okay. Uh, number three. Man, I hope that book can't stay there forever. Can that, that bit can't last. I know, We're going to start experiencing diminishing no, returns. No, yeah. 
Um, yeah, we're going to start. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, new this week, Curious Minds by oh. Janet Ivanovich and Fofi Sutton. P-H-O-E-F. That's crazy. What? That would be an F, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. So, Fioff. Maybe it's just Fief. Maybe you just say Fifi. It's the first in the new series Where? featuring Emerson Knight, Where? an eccentric millionaire, and Riley Moon, an analyst at a megabank. Wait. A megabank? Moon and Knight? Yeah. I think oh, it's boy. Knight Moon. Oh, boy. That, that flows easier. Yeah, it does. Wow. Another new book here this week. Number two, Sting by Sandra ba- Brown. Now, this new. is Sandra Brown's biography written about Sting uh-huh. of the police. Okay. So... It's not. It's no. a hired killer and a woman who kidnapped joined forces to elude the FBI agents and others who are searching for her corrupt brother. So Sting's like a crime fighter in this? Yeah, he is. Wow. Yeah. Okay. He, yeah. That's great. <laughs> so he's like, I couldn't have been there because I was walking on the moon. <laughs> moon and night? <laughs> yeah, oh my God. By Fuef Sutton? <laughs> Oh, All right, man. and number one, Drum three roll. weeks on the list, The Underground Railroad hey. by Colson Whitehead. Wow. Being read by Nick Gunning. Yeah, you are of all, all the, the books, books Nick Gunning. Yeah. Nick, come on out here. A slave girl heads toward freedom Hi. on the network, envisioned as an actual tracks and tunnels. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Yeah. I'm into it so far. Cool. How far are you into In it? In it to win, I have like 30 pages or so. Yeah, yeah. Then it's gripped you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I felt really passive aggressive there. Yeah. No reason. Yeah. No, no, no. All right. No, it was detrimental even. <laughs> all right, that's all I got, man. Okay. What do you got? What? I already did mine. Well, do another thing. Okay. All right. Coming out six years from now. <laughs> yeah. But I will make We should have opened another time portal and, and asked Future Eric yeah, what's coming out then. Yeah, we should have. So. Hey, good job, by the way. I listened to your little uh, Future Eric segment. Yeah. It was like flawless. It was like Thanks, I was man. there. Was oh, great. great. Um,. I am looking forward to the John Grisham book that's coming out. I think October twenty fifth. So yeah, the Whistler coming out. The Whistler. The Whistler. Now yeah. he's just like, what's another thing a person can do and yeah. be at the same time? I love BJ Novak. The kite flyer. BJ Novak has a collection, and one of them is a story about John Grisham, where they accidentally publish a book called The Something, like because he didn't <laughs> fill in the title. <laughs> so funny. That's a great collection. Which one is that? The uh, and other stories. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Stories uh, so and other stories. Yeah, yeah. So that's great stuff. That's great stuff. Okay. Uh, so today we're going to talk about... Movie adaptations. Yeah. Book to movie adaptations. Yeah, this seems like it's been a big, uh, a big year for book to movie, or movie to book, book to movie. Yeah, Tom Hanks is in all of them. <laughs> he is. So. Yeah. That's true. He's been in at least three this year. The Circle, the Circle, Inferno, and Hologram for a King. Yeah. So that's great. So, Sully's not based on a book, right? No, like, it's they didn't based write, on okay. the real... Well, it might right. be, but it's based on the real okay. thing. Uh, so we started, as Eric mentioned earlier in the year, we were sort of forecasting the ones that were coming out this year. Yeah. Uh, now, because Girl on the Train, All the Light We Cannot See, The Light Between Oceans. Me Before You is going to be on DVD you. this it's week. Like everything. Uh, we're just going to go back and look at some of our personal favorites and some that did not make that cut. Mm-hmm. So let's talk. What, okay. do you th- what do you think? Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Book to... to page to screen adaptations. Uh-huh. Are you looking for... You want it to be exactly like the book? Are you okay with changes? I'm usually okay with changes, but sometimes there's certain things that, like, don't make the book. I'm like, well, that should have been. Yeah. I think, I mean, we should talk about it when we get to least favorites and stuff. But, yeah, I guess usually I want it to be just like, Mm -hmm. I just want it to be, like, a visually uh, compelling retelling of the book. Yeah. I'm, like, save your rewrites. Just put it in some visually, in visual way that, you know, will attract me. Like, I always thought... If Guillermo del Toro could direct Neverwhere, that would be mm, great. Because mm-hmm. he's got a style I think would really go well with okay. that. Um, 
but I wouldn't want them to change yeah. anything in the book. Yeah, that's hard. I one of our uh, listeners, I asked about this on Twitter and Facebook, and, and uh, one of our Facebook listener, Kendra, says uh, best The Hunger Games and The Lord of the Rings, uh, mm-hmm. worst sec- uh, the second Maze Runner movie and The Host, both great books uh, that the movies botched. Uh, yeah. I was thinking Hunger Games came to my mind. And I really, especially the first Hunger Games movie, I really enjoy it. And mm-hmm. I think it is a pretty good adaptation. But they take out a lot of the like psychological like, yeah. undercurrents Katniss of it. Katniss is too emotionally healthy in yeah. the films. Yeah. She can cry. Right. Katniss a, doesn't cry in the books no. because she's not... Right. Like, she's cold. Exactly, exactly. So. And I think they it would be harder to do that without all of the little, like, yeah. minor characters and, and the uh, that, yeah. that whole... There's a whole subplot that's yeah. that's not in the movie. So but I see, think like as a movie it's good. As a as a book to movie adaptation, I think it suffers because you don't get the same like emotional right. resonance out of it. The the problem though is that you get a case like The Martian, where yeah. it's like a great movie, yeah. but if you've read the book, yeah. there's nothing really no, like it's totally pointless. You just sit there yeah, like, like and potatoes. And that, know, and that and that and that and yeah. that. So like I guess you do need some change. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah, well, she. Uh, so what else did she say? Lord of the Rings, which I know. I mean, that's that's got yeah, I'll be say that favorite there. Um, but she says the second Maze Runner movie on the host. I heard a lot of people complain that the second Maze Runner movie changed like everything from the yeah. book. Uh, I, I whereas I, the first movie didn't. Right. And I tried to. I tried to read that series, as listeners will right. recall. Clunk. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was a piece of clunk uh, for yeah. Nick. In the second movie, like, I hadn't read the book at all, so I didn't know what to expect. And right. it was just like, I was like, zombies? What? Yeah. It just seemed so well, the off zombies the wall. Are, I think they and changed, the host, like, I hated. I didn't yeah. read the book, but that movie was The movie rough. of the host was long schlock. That was rough. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, yeah, there's not, that, that's <laughs> no, what it was like watching the host. Yeah. Just silence, resignation. Yeah, like, got another three hours of this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so so what's uh, well, let's talk Lord of the Rings because that's that's been mentioned by a listener. Okay, you, you know, you, that would be on your list. Yeah, as top. And here's the thing. Okay, I'm. This is another one of those where it's hard to be a geek and have this opinion. Okay, I like the movies better than the books. I tried okay. to read all the books, and I know some. I know like book readers would be like that fool. Yeah, but like I just love the movies, and I, I read some of. The, I read the Hobbit and the first two before I saw the movie. So I had seen Red Fellowship before yeah. I saw it, and like the movie itself, it was just like. It was a whole like life changing experience in yeah. watching the Fellowship of the Ring and like reading reading the Fellowship of the Ring felt like yeah. homework. Yeah, it felt like work. Well, I think that's just it. I think with uh, with f- Tolkien, you have to Tolkien you have to just was accept that it's that it's going to be sort yeah. of textbook like and not yeah. particularly like robust thing, reading. And I think that, if you can accept that and roll with it and yeah. like it, then fine. But if you can't, it's like, good. The thing about Lord of the Rings, the movies, is that like they bring a lot of the heart that like fans of the books, they always seem to like have it. Like, oh, and Sam is such a good friend. And I read it. I'm like, I just, I just can't relate to like these like character relations or anything. And you put it on screen and the way the actors uh, portray them and it's just like, I'm in it to win it. I'm like, Sam is the best friend. Frodo wouldn't get anywhere without Sam. <laughs> you know, it's just... I love them. Okay. So, and Hobbits? How did you feel about the Hobbits? The Hobbits would be on my disappointing really? list. Okay. Yes. I, well, let's stick with it. I was uh, forgiving of the first one. Okay. I loved the second movie. And then the third movie just came out. I was like, this is... It, it felt like... A wa- it was just a waste of time. Yeah. It felt like... I don't know. Like a 90-minute CGI action fl- flick stretched yeah. out to three hours. Mm-hmm. And nothing seemed to be resolved... And it's frustrating because the second movie ends with the dragon going to attack the town. Right. And then the third movie starts with that being, uh, you know, that being the beginning and yeah. it 
they solved that problem and everything just very quickly within the first five minutes. If they had put that la- that first five minutes at the end of the second movie, I probably would never need to watch the third movie. And I think that's why they did it. They knew, like, well, the dragon's it. See, I expected to hate those because, I mean, the, the, neither the books nor the movies really do much for me. But I found... Uh, that I liked the Hobbit movies better than I thought. And I expected to hate the third one because I really I thought it was going to be just battle. And I didn't, so... You know I what it know. is? I like Bilbo as a protagonist. The first two movies feel like kind of a classic Dungeons & Dragons okay. quest and adventure to me, mm-hmm. whereas the third one doesn't feel like anything. Okay. It feels like Lord of the Rings light mm. to me, but without any of the, the drama of the okay. characters. So it was, a, uh, it was a rough time. So have you read Return of the King? No. You never read it? I, I've, I've read them all in a row. So I read Hobbit to Two Towers, and after Two Towers, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wait and be surprised by the film. And I was. Watching the third movie, I'm like, what's going to happen? So okay, it was a smart choice for me as a moviegoer. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Well, let's... Okay, so sticking with favorites for a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this one has already come up in this episode, so I'm just going to say Silver Linings Playbook. I thought... Uh, I saw the movie first. Okay. So the book came out. 2008 it was adapted to a film in 2012 and that's one where i feel like the narrative in the movie is better than the narrative in the book i actually kind of prefer the movie i disagree okay but i like how the book and the movie kind of complement each other's weaknesses true so like because the movie i really like for a lot of things i like how certain like i like robert de niro's portrayal of the father more than i like the character in the book yeah well, but, you get actual character. Right. You get character development. There. But certain characters kind of fall by the wayside in the movie, whereas therapist. the book expands on the them more. The therapist is one. Yeah, the therapist is one that becomes like a huge character in the book. Um, but I also just like spending more time with the main character, whose yeah. name I can't remember, the one played by Bradley Cooper in the movie. Mm. Um, I just like being more in his mind mm-hmm. and... Um, yeah, it's true. I mean, with, with characters like that, it is helpful to see the inside. What yeah. I liked about the movie was uh, the the... The dance, the dance that's yeah. being choreographed, you know, that Tiffany and he are working on. Right. It's the climax of the film. I like how that, I like how that goes throughout and it's sort of a, a fun visual thing. Yeah. Uh, whereas in the book that, that resolution comes much earlier and doesn't really tie into the end of the book at all. Right. And I thought as just like a narrative device, having that dance go through the whole movie, mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought that really, no, right. that really strengthened it. Yeah. But both are great. I, I yeah. think that it's a really good book and I love the movie. Yeah. I think Bradley Cooper's character is a little bit too competent. In the... In the movie? In the movie. Okay. As a po- the character, I mean, he's competent in the first one, but he's got, he seems at more of a disadvantage in some ways. He seems to like have more of the mental issues. Yeah. I think, um, I think in the book, he's portrayed a little bit more as like a likable mess. Whereas yeah. in the movie... He's he kind ha- of a, he has moments. He yeah. he like loses control or whatever. Yeah. But but a lot of the time he can be pretty reasonable. Pat yeah. is his name. Pat. Yes. You're right. Um, so, but the I book think is one of my favorites. It's yeah, it's great. I mean, they both are very good, and I think it was an excellent adaptation. Yeah. And and a rare a rare time where it, it both work really well, yeah. even though there are huge differences. Yeah. You know what? You know what else did that? What? Uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We weren't going to talk about movie adaptations, so talking about Jurassic. No, Park. no, no, no. Uh, they're both unique from each other in a yeah. big way, but yeah, they yeah. also, you know, uh, have a lot of similarities. Yeah, um, but I do, I do feel like they they complement each other. Oh, I think well. so too. And I mean, so. where, where the films, the book is cold time. Sure. So yeah, the the 
the movie is definitely more Spielbergian yes. than the book. You have yeah. less focus on science yeah. and numbers and data and yeah. more on like wonder and yeah. discovery. I like it because they're the both they're both adventures in their yeah. own right, but they're like different adventures at the same thing. So yeah. you know, this, I'm never gonna these, say this no. is a case where I prefer the books to Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah, you're heartless. But well, you didn't, didn't see, see the movie yes, forever. Exactly. Gosh. Yeah, I didn't so see weird. it until I'd much. I'd read the books, so yeah. you know it was uh, much later. When I I read, yeah, movies. I read the books after the movies. So well, I mean, this this might break your heart, but I have to say on my list of bad adaptations, I'm going to say The Lost World because the book is so strong. You and that movie. You and I movie. just need to stop talking about The Lost World Jurassic oh, but, Park. But, okay, no, I know you love it, but I, I love it. No, but I'm surprised that you would consider it a good adaptation of the book. You know, I might. Say I prefer the movie. Yeah. Okay. I prefer the... That's the case where I definitely... Like, Jurassic Park, it's like, I love them both. But Lost World, I definitely prefer the movie. Wild. Because the movie is just so much... Like, I say the first one's adventure, but the second one is just such, like... I mean, they're just trapped yeah. in, on a jungle. like, And they don't yeah. even have the benefit of cars and, you right. know, a functioning facility at, as it can. They're just trapped there. I, I do think the movie loses steam... When it gets to the city, I still love it, mm, yeah, and I could watch dinosaurs loose in the rough. city for the rest of my life. Yeah, but I just all I want from Jurassic Park movies are like let's take fifty people, yeah. drop them on an <laughs> island. We'll yeah. care about yeah. ten of them, and yeah. then the next the forty are Velociraptor bait. Yeah. So yeah. I, as a kid, I thought I remember thinking the Lost World book was kind of boring. But then as I got older, I was like, oh, this is this is good. It just has to pick up. Yeah, I spent I, a lot of time like just discussing things true. in the Lost World before. But once it starts going, it doesn't like stop. Yeah, I, I don't. I preferred the second book, too. I prefer the second book to the first one. Yeah. So I know. They're, I mean, they're both good. And, and I like. I know it's I mean, cool. I know, I know it's cool to, to not like the Lost World. I get it. <laughs> so I know in the yeah, I know you hate the third movie. Oh, boy, do it's I. Fun, it's fun for me to when they use some of the stuff from the first book and they put it in the, yeah. the third movie. I thought that was cool hey you know what though ever since jurassic world i've been able to forgive jurassic park 3 because yeah. now it's not the last right. jurassic yeah. park movie a, i have it's just a fun little misadventure yeah william h macy yeah, same thing happened with x-men 3 yeah. once they started making better films after that they're like well we can get through x-men 3 <laughs> it's an hour and 40 minutes <laughs> oh i should uh you know before we move on entirely from the hobbit let me mention here okay. uh, uh another listener response here uh worst uh, Facebook user Michael says the Three Musketeers all adaptations. Wow, the Da Vinci Code, even the one with Tim Curry, I guess, and its <laughs> sequel prequel, The Chronicles of Narnia, all three of them. The wow, Hobbit, harsh. The Hobbit enjoyed parts one and two, but I was done by the CGI festival of appendices known as the Battle of the Five Armies. It was, it was really. I mean, I know you like the Hobbit movies more, but the third one, it was just hard. Everybody was CGI, even. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's his name? Thorin? Yeah, yeah Thorin. Even Thorin's uncle, who shows up, who's yeah. a dwarf, voiced by Billy Colony, is just a CGI dwarf. Weird. And he shot at weird angles. And it's just like, why? Anyway, he's pretty harsh on some of that stuff. I know. He also mentions Percy Jackson. Did they even read the books? And Ender's Game, which you'll probably agree with. It's a bad I will. The Ender's Game, it's a decent movie by itself. I don't think it's like... It's not a horrible movie. I could see people really getting into it. And there's stuff... I love the soundtrack. I own that. I was mm. just listening yeah, to it this weekend. Music, yeah. um, but yeah. it takes out a lot of the heart of okay. the book. It shows in a lot of the cool, like, battle, cool, battle school stuff. But, like, it's frustrating because the battle school stuff is so well done in the movie, but they only do it, like, once or twice. Mm. And so you kind of wish they had done a little bit more of that. Yeah. The 3D fighting yeah, and everything. Yeah, true. You don't get it much. 
So, and well, his you, sister, have, you read the book. Oh, yeah. And you know that his sister yeah. is a huge part. Yeah. It's like, she has her own story the yeah. whole time with yeah. her, their other brother. Yeah. And, like, they just took out and Ender's really siblings. Need that too. I mean, yeah. they, you need that. You need to, him, him to be sort of longing for them. Well, you also need to know that he's, like, a cross between, like, the heart of his sister and, like, the cruelty of his brother. Right. So that he's, like, he's able to combine yeah. them and be this... Yeah, it's losing losing those characters yeah. takes away from Maybe, the story. Maybe, I don't know if aging them was a really bad choice, but it is, because, like, Ender's supposed to be about, like, eight. eight. Right, yeah. And in this one, he's, like, 15 yeah. or 12 or something. Yeah, so. a little old. Uh, he, Percy Jackson, did you read Percy Jackson? I haven't read it or seen it. I've seen the first movie, I think. The books are still I know. so popular. Yeah. Yeah, so the, yet, the bad movies never, didn't do anything to them. I know, but the I think the film series has not been well received. No. I was shocked when they did a second one. Yeah, because it was so long for yeah. the first one. So I don't think I don't it's think, happening. Um, yeah. but I mean, Percy Which Jackson is, still speaks all to the, how bad they are, considering that the books are so popular. Yeah, well, even the uh, Aragorn uh, books are still pretty uh, check out pretty regularly, even yeah. with the. Though I have I have some like teens come in and say like, oh, I wish they had made a sequel to that movie. Yeah, so. And yeah. that's supposed to be really bad. Oh, that was fresh off, Oh, did you watch it? Fresh off The Lord it, of the Rings? Yes. All right, we'll put that in the disappointing category. Well, I never read the book, but okay. the, the movie was unbearable. All right. It's true. It was awful. Okay. Uh, give me another favorite. Oh, boy. Another favorite? Uh, you know what's a fun one? Uh, yeah. A most dangerous game. Or the most dangerous oh, yeah. game. It's the old one. It was the one they did. Uh, it was directed by the same guy who did the original King Kong. Mm-hmm. And if you watch the most dangerous game movie from the... Th- it would have been the probably 30 then 1930 or somewhere around this that this is about when people are hunted right yeah this this is the one where uh the main character uh gets shipwrecked on an island and is hunted by uh yeah general zorro episode Count? of gilligan's island like that. yeah so um the movie you watch it and you realize like one it's it's a fun adaptation they make some changes but it's a fun adaptation of the book but it's also definitely like them training themselves to get ready to do the king kong and skull yeah. island stuff <laughs> Um, because a lot of the effects are used. They have a lot of like, just that watching King Kong. It's like, oh yeah, like in the most dangerous game. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a book that I would love to see like a new adaptation. I, if he hadn't retired, I always wanted them to do Will Smith mm. as the guy being hunted, being hunted by Sean Connery. Oh, yeah. And then I wanted Will Smith to have a song at the end credits called I am the most the dangerous, dangerous game. game. Yeah. So he's never going to rap again. I'm sorry. I know. I hate to tell you about to be, um, to bring you down to disappointed and Will Smith, uh, I Am Legend was disappointing for me. Mm. I know a lot of people like that movie. Actually, I was that I made a list here of some of the ones I, I was doing some research, and a lot of ones showed up on lots of different lists of most disappointing. Uh-huh. And I Am Legend was on most lists. Yeah, it was. So. That was one where like I read it, I'm like, oh, this would be a great movie. This scene, this scene, and then you get to the movie, and it's none of that. I haven't read the book. I, I enjoyed I Am Legend. I also really liked, and maybe I liked more the Omega Man with Charlton Heston. I've seen that Did one. You see That's that? fine. It's pretty good. You know what the problem is with the I Am Legend being turned into movies? What? They they can never they always panic when it's him being the only person alive. Mm. They always have to put in some other survivor mm-hmm. or survivors. They can't just have it be about this one guy. Yeah. And the vampire in the book, they're not just like mindless monsters. Right. They like taunt him, they talk, they're you know, they're people, so he can have like conversations with them. And people do show up and whether or not they're, you know, vampires or something is the mystery for the book. Okay. But it, they always, like, they can't just, like, stick it. They can't hmm. just be like, no, this is the only one. Like, in Omega Man, he finds that whole colony of yeah, people. Yeah. And same thing with I Am Legend. Like, there's yeah. a whole colony. It's like, yeah. that's not... The way the book ends is so good yeah. that 
to well, don't tell me because I want to read it. All right, but I'm just saying to add survivors that aren't. Uh, what's his name? Robert Neville, I think, is the main character. Okay. To add survivors besides the main character ruins the ending. You have to do something else. Okay. So it's frustrating. I've got two controversial ones for you. Ooh, for best or worst? You, for both. I have one Ooh. for each. Okay. So this one is on one of my favorite adaptations. It's on most. This is a bad adaptation of it. And that. This is the. Okay, go ahead. That's The Lovely Bones. Oh. I think the movie is a really good adaptation of that Bones. book. And you know, you know the story is about. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's a brutal yeah. story. That was Peter Jackson. I, I remember in the movie not Peter getting. Peter Jackson, really? Yeah. Huh. I remember the movie not being uh, received so well. No, I don't think it was received so well. And that's what surprises me about okay. it. Because I think that, like, you know, because the character is dead. That's the whole right. thing. Like, she's a, a dead narrator. Yeah. And I think the way the movie is so visually impressive. And yeah. I thought that it did a really good job of get visualizing things that our minds just can't visualize. Mm-hmm. You know, you read the book, you can't really you can't really pin down like what she's experiencing or where she is. Right. And I think in the movie, you still have that sense of like, well, we're just sort of seeing a representation of this. Right. But it works so well. Yeah. And I also think the arc of the movie is a little stronger than the arc of the book. Hmm. I, I think the book is is better, but right. I think that the the movie does have sort of a nice arc about it, and I don't want to give too much away, but I think it's a really successful adaptation, and I'm right. a little confused as to yeah. why people don't like it. That's strange. So anything with Marky Mark, right? Is he in that? He's the dad. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'm just... Uh, so that's that's in my list. Tell of me the mom ones. is Jennifer Garner. How Jennifer no. Garner and Marky Mark not played couples? Seriously. Let's you know. find them. Yeah, Hollywood, get on uh, it. Here we go. A bad adaptation. Is this disappointed? Or on a... This this is one that I say is a bad adaptation. But you still like. No, I don't. Well, it's The Shining. Yeah. It's The Shining. Yeah. It's the movie on its own yeah. is, one, not really scary. Would you agree? I don't I don't find it like I a terrifying love, movie. I don't like The Shining okay. that much. It's not my I thing. I think like visually it's cool. And I am fascinated by all the different like little, oh, did you catch that little thing? Yeah. I love that. I would love to have like a little pop-up yeah. video version of The Shining that's yeah. like, look at this weird thing. Because it is really fun to watch, you know. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I've only seen it once. I'm sure like, Kubrick would be thrilled to know there were little sure. pop-up icons. Yeah, he would like that. <laughs> Did you know? And I, I'm sure. I mean, I'd like to see it again. Uh-huh. I appreciate the movie for what it is, uh-huh. but it is a horrible, it is, it's horrible adaptation of The Shining. Well, in that by case, you don't you don't think it's um, kind of like the Jurassic Park thing? Well, I don't, well because they're the movie isn't really like an adaptation of the book. No, it's not. But like both are still really, really good. Do you not think that The Shining is kind of like that? Do you feel like, I guess Jurassic Park adapted enough that you could still say? Do you not think The Shining did? No, because I think that the at the core, The Shining is about like, you know, fighting with the book mm-hmm. is about like personal demons, and, mm-hmm. and the whole concept of is is a bad person bad because they know they're bad, but they try to be good? Mm-hmm. Or is it the opposite? You know, right. they're, it's like fighting yeah. your nature. If you're fighting your nature, does that mean you are a good or at your core are you bad? Ooh. And there's a whole, that's the whole thing with The Shining. I don't and know. I think that that could have been in the movie. Yeah. And we could have had basically the same movie with just a little bit more. Kubrick's too cold. Right. He's too cold of a director, right. I think. And so I think the movie, you start like Jack Nicholson, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You put him in there and he's crazy throughout. And there's never a question of like, is this him? Is he giving in? Yeah, you know? I don't remember who said that. I don't know if it was Stephen King or somebody else involved with the movie. It might, maybe even Kubrick, but the idea that like Jack Nicholson was probably not a good choice because you just 
you know yeah. he's going to go nuts because yeah. he's Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Like, normally, outside The Shining, outside yeah. of the hotel, the Overlook, he's probably he's crazy enough that you'd be crazy. scared of him. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been anywhere. They could have just gone to a beach yeah. house, and he probably would have had the same thing happen so to him. So I feel like, to answer your question, I feel like with Jurassic Park, the goals of both the movie and the book remain the same. And I think you leave That's with true. the same sort of It's bad of to clone dinosaurs. Right. And but they you, eat people. you leave with the same overall experience. Like, yeah. yes, the movie is warmer and maybe more optimistic than the book, but mm-hmm. it's still fundamentally the same story. Right. And I don't think The Shining does that at all. And I so think you... it's, it's, I don't know, I think it's just kind of a superficial mistake to not take any of the depth from the book. Do you think that's more important then? To get like the same, like more than, the, more than just adapt, adapting the uh, like scene for scene for yeah. scene. Do you think getting the, what the stuff you take away, the theme guess, is more important. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably should be the ultimate goal. I don't think it was, I mean, that's, I don't think it was Kubrick's goal at that's all. That's a big problem. I mean, I have with, you know, Ender's Game and uh, I Am Legend that they kind of like miss the themes yeah. in exchange for like certain scenes or action beats right. and stuff. So Yeah, I think that's a good point. That, that probably is. I, it would be hard to pinpoint that. But mm-hmm. like now that, yeah, I think you're right. Okay. So that's a mistake. Neat. Yeah. So The Shining, you got another one? Uh, for disappointing? Either way. Or, good one. Oh, she, I mean, there's so much. Starship Troopers, I love the book. Loved it to death. The movie is such a different type of beast. It's so, it's doing satire. It's doing like, uh, I don't know what the right word is. It's doing maybe sat, satirizing fascism, maybe okay. a little bit. Hmm. Or maybe taking some of the points Heinlein had in the book to an extreme. Um, but I don't think the movie works on okay. on the book level, and I don't think it works on its own level. Hmm. I don't think it accomplishes either goals. Okay. Um, yeah, well, that's that's so. not really what you want. Yeah. So. Uh, we had one more before we move on from Stephen King. We had a Facebook uh, comment from Facebook user Greg. He says, favorite screen adaptation, Misery, by Stephen King. I haven't seen that I one. I haven't seen it either. I can't bear to watch it. It's Kathy Bates. and uh, Yeah, I've, I've seen clips. I've seen, yeah. like, the f- woodblock scene. Yeah, I never could. Never could do it. <laughs> uh, least favorite adaptation, Unbroken, by Lauren Hildebrand. He said mm. the movie wasn't nearly as gripping as the book. Yeah, the movie got kind of panned. Um, over-sentimental, I think, was one. Oh, okay. Or maybe, like, trying to be over-sentimental, yeah. but couldn't reach it. Yeah. Um, now, do we know... I can't, I'll try to look it up, but my internet's going a little too slow. Uh, Salem's Lot was a movie, or was it a TV... It was a movie. Yeah, it was, well, it was both. There was, okay. There was a movie in a Have you in seen either? Series. No. I, I might be interested to see those. I like a good vampire story like that. Yeah. Like real vampires. Yeah. Kind of spooky. Yeah. It's a good I, story. After I read Pet Cemetery, I don't know if I'll watch it, because it seems like it's going to be kind of a gross film. Yeah. But did, it's did got you, the Ramon song. You saw 11, while we're talking about Stephen King adaptations, you saw 11, 22, 63? Yeah. I watched Thumbs it. Up. You liked it. Yeah. It was really okay. good. All right. I'm really, I'm interested because I love the Yeah, book. I put it on hold for you, man. But I also like the Bag of Bones adaptation with Pierce Brosnan. Oh, okay. That was really good. Um, yeah, I mean, we could, we did talk about Stephen King and yeah, his adaptations did, back in our Stephen King episode. Stephen King episode. Couldn't tell you what number that was. Look that up. But we no, called it Shining a Light on Stephen King. Yeah. So go find that episode. It was one of the earlier ones. Yeah, it was. Well, it was in it was October. October, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so here are a couple, here are a couple things that I liked. All right. Uh-huh. So Lincoln Lawyer. Okay. Uh, book 2005 turned into a movie in 2011, Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. Uh, book written by Michael Connelly. I thought that was really good. Lincoln I read Lawyer, the book yeah. first and I loved it and I thought the movie... The movie did a good job of staying true to the book, but it was still like interesting and suspenseful. Okay. And it made me sort of wonder, like, wait, are the same things going to happen? You know who's in that? Marissa Tomei. Okay. Yeah. You're in love with Marissa Tomei. Shh, we can't talk uh, about oh, that on you, air. Oh, sorry. We, we all like Marissa Tomei yeah, equally. as a friend. Yeah, as a friend. Uh, Count of Monte Cristo. 
another another good. I've, I saw that movie, the recent one with yeah, the guy that well reminds me of Christian Bale in my memory. Two thousand two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was okay. I liked it enough. Yeah. I haven't I read had the always, book. Well, I I I was in love with the illustrated classics version of the Count of Monte Oh, I didn't read that one. That, one times. that was one I missed. And the movie. Uh, it's there's a million characters, and the movie sort of streamlines the characters, and it actually uh, works in kind of a nice twist that like, yeah, I thought it was like if the book had been written now, obviously that twist would have been in there, mm-hmm. but because of the time it was written, they didn't go that route, and I think the movie it makes kind of a better punch at the end hmm. to have that. So I thought that was really good. Okay. Uh, I also really like um, the Jesse Stone series. That's mm-hmm. a that's a TV movie series. Yeah. I'm gonna mention it anyway. Uh, okay based on robert parker's jesse stone series starring tom Selleck. Yeah. great adaptation cool thing about that too is it really messes with the age of the characters in the books he's 30s right and you like the change of age and it works so much okay. better it makes it it makes it a much more interesting character right. finally for good i just want to mention casino royale because yeah. i think that a lot of the james bond uh books or movies are based on Ian Fleming works in title only, like yeah. really the concept, and that was even part of the deal. They were allowed to use the Thunderball is a little closer. Thunderball is closer. Um, Spy Who Loved Me is nothing like that. Yeah. Uh, for Your Eyes Only is pretty close. Okay. That's a short story, but but Casino Royale is like shot for shot. It is, yeah. It's so. just, it's the closest adaptation probably yeah. will ever get. Yeah. And I think the book is great, and I think that movie is really good. And yeah. I went into that movie with an attitude because yeah. I did I wasn't ready to say I can imagine that Brosnan, yeah. so. That's true. Uh, that was it, hard. It was. And so. it won me over, and I really uh, I really liked that. And I thought it was a good James Bond movie, but it was a really good adaptation of Fleming's yeah. work. It got the tone. It got the story. I mean, it really... It, it stayed true to it without seeming old-fashioned. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really good. All right. You got any others uh, you want to mention? Yeah. I'm looking at my favorite books I have. I have a favorite bookshelf. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've never seen Fahrenheit 451. Okay. I know that's a movie from the... I want to say 60s, it's might older, be 70s. Yeah. It's supposed to be good, though, a decent one. But uh, World War Z mm-hmm. uh, was nothing like the <laughs> That's true. Was nothing like the book, yeah, which is yeah. too bad because I really loved the book. Uh, to do the book, you'd probably have to do like a weekly TV series okay. for like a season or two. Yeah. Because it really is like anthology stories. Yeah. Um, well, even if you would have seen, even if like Brad Pitt's character would have been like keeping a record as yeah, he went or something, yeah. that could have. Sure. Um, and Michael Crichton's timeline. We talked about that before. Oh, that was boy. terrible. I haven't read the book because that movie was that so movie bad. So, but the book is so good. Yeah, I know. I, I'll do so, it. I will do it. And then, yeah, I guess I was just going to look at those two. Those are the two other books okay. I have. Um, any adaptations coming this year or soon you're excited for? Uh, well, uh, the, the Light Between Oceans by M.L. Stedman okay. was a great book. It was uh-huh. really, we did it for a book it's club. It's Michael Fassbender. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I am interested in that. It was, a, it was a hard book to read, so I imagine the movie will be equally rough. I have not yet read Girl on the Train, so I All can't right. say whether I'm excited was, for that or not. I like Emily Blunt. Yeah, I'm you know? probably not going to see the movie because okay. the book was so dark. Okay. I was going to say, I did see Gone Girl, and mm. I didn't read the book, but I really liked, um, really liked the movie. Yeah. And I... From what I hear, like it's a pretty yeah good adaptation. It is, yeah. um, but I mean it's a good movie on its own. But I think yeah. that people say I know some people complain because I think the viewpoints switch in the book, mm. um, and they don't as well. I think they go back and forth it's, throughout. Yeah, it. to make it exactly, it wouldn't work at yeah. all. So um, I guess I'm I'm hesitant to see Ready Player One. Oh yeah, by Spielberg. Yeah, just because he seems so like anti. He's talked about not using his own thing, and I'm like, yeah. I'm trying to remember in the book any like Spielberg references, yeah. and it might not be that heavy, but 
I'm still a little like. It's a weird attitude to have going into yeah. that sort of thing. Uh, I should mention too, when we talked a little bit in our Hugo episode about Jack Finney's Invasion of the Body Snatchers adaptation. I need to see the '70s one. That's been made Donald into Southern. a movie uh, like four times. Yeah, and a uh, Bugs Bunny and a Bugs episode. Bunny cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But I've never seen the '90s version. I've never been interested in that. But the, the 50- '90s one. Yeah, I, the '50s version is really good. I've seen the '50s one. That's good. The Sutherland Nimoy one, also very cool. It it's uh, diverges from the book a little bit. Leonard more. Nimoy's in that. Yeah, I gotta watch it yeah. this Halloween. Yeah, and um, and then the the 2007 one with uh, Nicole Kidman and Daniel Craig is really good. What too. was that called? The Invasion. Oh, yeah. see, they should have called it just Body Snatcher. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Give it its real title. So that's cool. No I mean, the fact that this story's been adapted so yeah. many times probably speaks to its strength. Yeah. But if Bugs Bunny's gonna do it, you've read the book, big. right? You read yeah. the original book. Yeah. Good stuff. So there you go. Some of the ones that showed up on the internet's worst list mm-hmm. was uh, The Grinch. Huh. The, the Great Harsh. Gatsby, the Leo version. Oh. The Da Vinci Code, uh-huh. Time Traveler's Wife, Water oh. for Elephants, among others. But those seem to Water show up. Water for Elephants was horrible. I like the As Time Traveler's Wife fine. movie, but I've never read the book. Okay. So I don't know. And the Da Vinci Code, I don't really think it was a bad adaptation. The books are just mm. kind of like yeah. weak, pulpy yeah. bookshots. We should see how the, uh, the Jaws, what the Jaws author. I've never read Jaws. My brother read Jaws. Okay. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't like He thinks the movie's better. Okay. So... I think the guy regrets writing that book because of all the sharks oh, that yeah. were hunted. Yeah, it's true. Because it's of the true. jaws. That, uh, that turned the tide on the sharks. Yeah. Well, it, it also benefited because then it got like a lot of people interested in marine biology because mm. um, yeah. well, Hooper sense. was you know kind of cool and yeah, confident. he was. So so. Have you seen those movies? I've jaws. seen Jaws. I've seen all four. Wow. Yeah. First one is great. Yeah. Second one is terrible. Yeah. Third one is Dennis Quaid at SeaWorld, oh, and boy. it's oddly watchable. Huh. The fourth one, terrible. Yeah. Michael Caine. Okay. Have terrible. you seen Orca? No. I've seen the beginning of Orca. Okay. So, some clips. I've seen people talking about it online. Okay. So, yeah. Don't know. Uh, Oops. Yeah. So, anyway, let us know your favorite uh, stage-to-screen adaptation coming up. I think I, ha- I hit uh, I had a few comments I had to mention. I think I... Oh, one, one more that I thought was funny. Uh, Facebook user Ethan said, Gulliver's Travel was pretty terrible. I saw it on an airplane and wished I hadn't. Oh, yeah. The Jack Black <laughs> the Jack one. Black, yeah. yeah, the recent one. Yeah, I think that one bombed, too, for good yeah, reason. it was pretty so. brutal. Oh, you know what? I watched Pierce Brosnan. Brosnan's uh, Robinson Caruso. Oh, I've never seen wasn't that. good. I watched wasn't um, wasn't enjoyable. We watched Pierce Brosnan in uh, Around the World in Eighty Days. What? That's a long one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's fun, but it's very okay. long. Oh, you know what I should say? It's it's not like the book at all. But War of the Worlds is a. Oh, I still yeah. like the movie. Yeah. So I guess you could just say Spielberg. I mean, he did Minority. Oh, I didn't talk about uh. We're still recording, man. Yeah. Hit me. The Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Is oh, the book? Yeah. Blade Runner is the movie. Yeah. I didn't like Blade Runner, which is also a dangerous thing to say when yeah. you're a geek. But I, didn't I like Blade Runner either. it didn't click for me. I thought it was slow. I thought it yeah. was kind of unengaging. I thought the soundtrack was okay, but really good at the end credits. But um, I read the book and I thought it was great. Oh. I thought it was everything that, is, that yeah. the. Uh, That's a good one to mention. Th- I do like the end. What's What's the actor in Blade Runner? The uh, The android, the replicant, the one that chases him, Warren. Is it Warren Beatty? Is that him? I don't think Warren Beatty's in it. No, player. I don't know Edward the actor. James almost is in it. No, the, the guy at the end, who he does that like speech about how he's seen all these amazing things and all those memories are going to wash away like tears in the rain. Boy, I like that. It's just out of my head. All right. Rutger Hauer? Maybe. Sure. <laughs> um, okay. So I really like that. All right. There we go. Nice. I feel good about myself. Good. Now. All right. Well, 
Anyway, let us know your favorites. Yeah. Let us know which ones you're most anticipating. And as always, let us know authors and different as a kid, things you'd like to spotlight. I hated the Indian in the Cupboard movie. I loved that movie. I thought the book was so good, and I was uh, so upset with the movie. I never read the book. All right. I love the movie. Okay. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Twitter at All the Book Show. You can always talk to us there. Facebook, David A. Howe Public Library. Email us at wellsville at stls.org. You can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, the Angelica Radio Station, Wednesdays yeah. at 9 o'clock, 92.7. Yeah. The Party Shop. FM. Party Shop. Town. You just keep saying party shop. You can go to the party shop and find us there. <laughs> so weird. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about library news. What's what going you, on, man? What do you got Summer's over, so now we're going to get back into action. Yeah, we got so. some concerts coming up down the road. I don't want to spoil anything just yet, but uh, we have some films we're showing. Yeah, we're showing the new Jungle Book movie, Jungle Book 2016, live action starring Bill Murray. Uh, sort of live action. Sort of live action. <laughs> yeah, really the only live action thing in that is the kid. Mowgli. Yeah. So... Um, uh, ben Kingsley and Christopher Walken. Ben Kingsley is great as Bagheera. Yeah. That's such a good choice. That makes sense. He, he, uh, yeah. yeah. And Idris Alba as Shere Khan. Man, yeah. that is that is a That's scary Disney villain. That's good casting. So he, I mean, there are times I'm like, was that a tiger sound or was that Idris Alba? <laughs> I don't know which one was a tiger growl. So uh, we're, all, we're doing an afternoon movie on the 12th. We're showing uh, George of the Jungle. So yes. keep an eye out. Not George of the Jungle. No, <laughs> oh, Curious Brendan George. Frazier. I wish it was George of the Jungle. Yeah, man. Brendan Fraser wishes it was George <laughs> of the Jungle. Does. Curious George we're showing, yeah. folks. Um, Book clubs are currently reading uh, Face of a Stranger by Ann Perry. Yeah. And All the Light We Cannot See by yeah. Matthew Quick. Great. Not What? All the Light We Cannot See? <sighs> I, I told you, I, I, we've been off. I'm yeah, confused. Yeah. Love May Fail. Love May Fail by Matthew Quick. By Quaid. Matthew Quick. Uh, yeah, Jungle Book's the 9th at 3.30. That's a Friday. Okay. And then um, the next week, because we're closed for uh, Labor Day, oh, yeah. the 5th. Good mention. But um, starting back up, let's see, the 13th, we're starting teen after-school uh, card games. So that's nice. Yu-Gi-Oh cards, Pokemon cards. Okay. Uh, magic cards. I know how to play Magic. Mm-hmm. I used to play Pokemon. I'm going to need a reminder. I have no idea how Yu-Gi-Oh is played. Anytime okay. I see somebody playing Yu-Gi-Oh, I'm like, well, this is just nonsense. <laughs> he was just like, I win 1,000 points. The other guy's like, I block you for 2,000 points. And I'm like, sure. You're the numbers learn. are just too big. You're going to learn. Um, Teen Anime Club every uh, Wednesday at 5.30. And then, yeah. The next after-school movie we're showing is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Ooh, Out of the, of the Shadows, Shadows, which is supposed to be really good. I guess it's one of those cases where like the sequel was what you wanted the first movie to be, oh, okay. but the first movie was so bad that nobody saw the second movie, right. which is too bad. But I'm excited, because I like the first movie, good. but I, I think I'm going to like the second that one. That was when I pulled the, uh, the um, suggestions out of the suggestion box. We had several for that yeah, movie, so good I can't. Job. We're going to show good it job, basically... So the week it comes out on DVD. Yep. So I'm excited on a little big screen. Uh, me too. All right, well, folks, thanks Are you gonna watch for it? Ninja Turtles. Out of the Shadows. I don't think Come so. Come on. It's, you don't have to watch the first one. Ugh. Bebop, Rocksteady, oh. Baxter, Casey Jones, Krang, Shredder. The other one, the the Ninja Girl. I don't know. She's, she's coming. Is that her? She's know. new to me. She's okay. a new character for me. She was in the first movie. I don't remember her from the 90s show. Hmm. Okay. Which is the problem for me. Okay. But I think she's big on the new Nickelodeon show. Probably Karai. So, okay. Okay. She's in the Karai. Well, hey. Uh, no, more April. <laughs> the right. Turtles. Okay. All right. I got it. I got it. We do have Turtles graphic novels, which are crazy popular. So The, the adult one is the most popular one. Yeah. yeah. We got to get the... Uh, Batman yeah, Turtles. Get that. I was I was laughing still about how when we were reading the description for the Batman Turtles team up, like yeah. 
as we kept reading, we kept getting more and more excited. Yeah, and it's like, it has Shredder teams up with Batman's Rose Galleries. <laughs> yeah. So we got to read this. Yep. So, all right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>